Players Podcast with Justin Alexio and Jeremiah Watkins. New episodes every Wednesday. Welcome to the show. What's up, everybody? This is Jeremiah Watkins. It's Justin Viscano. Oh wow! Just kidding. Going the OG yeah. route. I was. That's why. That's my real name, guys. Yeah. You can uh, Google that, and a bunch of uh, football stats will come up. Oh yeah. Yeah. Anything good? Mm, <laughs> I was offensive tackle. You don't really get the touchdowns. You're a tackle. Yeah. I was I the little. Like I was be a, small. For I was a the tackle. smallest tackle in the state. I bet. And I had friends on the other teams. They're like, we have to. We have to. We game plan for you. Our coaches make us uh, watch a bunch of tape on you. Really? Yeah. I was badass, you're bro. That, you're that vicious? I was West Valley first team. Woo, 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 woo. Wow. Well, yeah, it's Justin Viscano Alexio. <laughs> I'm <laughs> Jeremiah Watkins. Uh, we're your hosts of the building years. And guys, thanks so much for tuning back in with us. And if it's your first time, please stay. Yeah, please, Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, but thanks to everyone that stays, because every day you stop listening to a podcast is over, you can just leave and never come back. Yeah, and it, it, it makes us sad, guys, to see our numbers drop. So don't so don't do that. Yeah, don't do that to us. And uh if you're if you are a sponsor of this show, don't drop us either. You know what I mean? <laughs> like keep sponsoring us. Yeah, man. We've only had one sponsor and uh, then we got dropped. Yeah, they, they, <laughs> I don't think we sold them any hats. Nah, my hats are collecting dust here. They literally rock, are collecting dust. Do you rock dust. your hats that they gave you? Nah, dude, I look kind of weird in those hats for whatever reason. Yeah, girl, I was. They're dating. a weird fit. They are a weird fit, right? A girl I was dating asked, she's like, "I like this hat. Can I have it?" I was like, "Can you have it?" She's like, "Yeah, I like it." I gave it to her, and then she lost it. So that's where my flip cap oh, is. Oh, there you go. Oh. Ah. Man, another week, another dollar spent, not earned. Did you have a good one? Huh? Anything 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 special happening? Uh we uh did anything special happen? Did we talk about that we went on an audition together? I don't think we talked oh, about that. No, let's talk about that. <laughs> Justin and I so Justin and I have auditioned together uh many times for commercial stuff. We have the same commercial agent as we've uh talked about but uh we ran into each other at this audition uh that was completely random where we're actually going in for the same part which is actually the first time that this has happened while we've been out here in la we're not the same type not the same type really but justin and i it was this uh this indie feature that we were both auditioning for and yeah how what was your experience like justin well, <laughs> it was total mayhem when I got there. Everyone was freaking out because they're like, the system went down, which I feel like always happens at cast. Uh, and so everyone's Calling was, out the casting office. I love it. Well, you know, it's cast. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, well, it's not, you know, the casting directors are, you know, sometimes good in there and stuff, but it's just like that place is like, it's like very indie. And so bad stuff can happen. Uh, and so everyone was just waiting around for an hour. And that messes with my mojo when I have to wait for like an hour. Yeah. Or it's just like. Because you've been rehearsing or whatever and you're ready to just get it over with. Yeah. That's what I don't like about uh, self-tapes. 
Oh yeah. Is just the technical stuff leading up to it whenever things start going wrong and then you're having <laughs> to focus on technical aspects more than just knowing your lines. When I almost when I watched you have an almost meltdown. Oh man, Justin saw me. <laughs> One of my like, worst. What the frick? So mad. <laughs> like, oh we gotta do it again. <laughs> Another take. I'm so sorry, Justin. You're you're an angel for for taping this for me. Thank you. Uh so yeah, I went into this audition. I also had to wait an hour. Forced the gringo sketch guys, the other guys in my sketch group, they were at my house, and <laughs> I was just not. And I hate doing that. And nobody was here to let them in. So they're just hanging out in my driveway whenever I pull up. And I feel like a douche. Couldn't really do anything about it. I go in there. I'm one of the last auditions of the day. I do what I think is actually a pretty good audition. The casting director, maybe, or maybe it was the the director of the film. I'm not sure who it was. They're like, all right, thanks. Thanks for coming in. Like, no notes. Didn't let me do it again. And for the most part, for film stuff, they'll let you do... They'll give you a note, and they'll yeah. let you do another take. You do two takes, yeah. But I was... Uh, Towards the end of the day, and I was like, "Man, it wasn't that bad." Because if you do a bad audition, they're like, "All right, thanks for coming like, in," and they just know it's something. But I'm like, <laughs> I didn't do a bad audition. I know I, I've done enough of them where I know now, and that made me really mad. And then, so before me, a couple before, they called two girls in at the same time that were auditioning. I was like, "Why are they calling two girls in at the same time?" One of the girls that was auditioning, they had her fill in as the reader for the audition and it just made me mad i was like is this the kind of professional audition that you're running here <laughs> well, that's what you we're get wasting with. all of our freaking time <laughs> yeah, is this fine. thing even going to be made is this a real project what is going on yeah and i'm like of course justin and i are auditioning for this <laughs> the same role well when it comes to that i just look at it as a, t- a chance to audition i feel like i had an audition i walked out being like yeah who knows what happened Hopefully one of us gets it. It's, uh... No, I don't want it. <laughs> you don't I don't want to work with those people. <laughs> I'm done. You're done. Sorry All to right. be pessimistic. Well, Justin's being the super optimistic one today. But I... Dude, I, I don't... Ugh. I, earlier in the day, a girl had got there at 3, she said. She waited an hour at like 3. They made everybody wait just so they could... Uh, just so they were eating and talking and nobody went in, she said. It's like, don't call people into audition at that time then. Yeah. Say that you break for lunch at <laughs> one like a professional, <laughs> oh boy. professionally run audition. It pisses <laughs> me off. It's like, why waste everybody's time when it's it's costing them money? It costs money to park for a lot of people at auditions uh, for meters or whatever. And it, it freaking wastes time. Oh, Jeremiah's going off I'm right going now. off. I don't, I don't even care, guys. We're getting real today. Well, and another reason why I'm fired up, guys, I got put on a veil again. <laughs> this is number seven for a commercial, and I did not book it. So, um, you know, it's all, you know, actor, white people, audition problems. But, you know, it still hurts because I'm broke, and that could have been an amount of money that could have helped with some stuff, you know? You know, it's funny about you talking about that audition is that – uh. Those people were very interested in our podcast, so hopefully they listen to this. They're like, that guy's too negative, and they come go with me. I hope they do cast you, <laughs> and then I hope you have the worst shoot ever. <laughs> 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 I'm 
I'm just being Whatever. pessimistic today. I, get, I guess paid. I guess paid. Okay. Yeah, dude, you've, you've had like eight avails. This is number seven. Seven. Seven since last booking, which is July of uh, last year. God. For commercial. Soul crushing. <sighs> yeah, 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 yeah. But you know what? A lot of casting offices know that I can audition well, I guess. Yeah. That's a, that's how I can look. That's all I can look at it as. <laughs> Try and be positive. Try, man. That's all I can do. You know what? Uh, Maybe it's a blessing in disguise, though, man. This was uh, I was putting on a veil for the role of toilet guy. So, <laughs> so maybe you know the big guy upstairs is like, ah, this will not help your career, and this will just make you money, which you'll get later. Don't which worry. Which is uh, hilarious because that's not the first time you've auditioned for toilet guy. Guys, this is the second time. I don't know what about my face says toilet guy or we'd like to see him <laughs> acting like he's taking a dump, but two separate casting offices have been like, yeah, this guy. Yeah. <laughs> this guy. One of them I technically booked. Yeah. Did you, didn't, did you do that project? I did. It was the, the, the weirdest. <laughs> you did shoot it. But I, I refused to. Uh, yeah, you went on Hollywood on him, right? Yeah, I did. Because they're like, all right. You're going to be doing yoga, but you're going to be acting like you're sucking your own dick. I'm like, yeah, I'm not doing that. You can book me if you don't want me to do that, but that bit's a little too much. Wasn't it like they weren't paying you a lot? Dude, it was this non-union BS gig, and they're like, you're comfortable like being naked, right? Like, while you do it? I was like, what? What are you talking about? You're like, like I yeah, know. we'll like give you a little cod piece. I'm like, that's fine. Which honest, uh, which is funny because for this shoot, I would have had to wear a cod piece too. Which is just this little tan thing that keeps <laughs> in your bits and pieces from falling out or being seen. <sighs> Guys, what is happening? <laughs> What's what happening? is happening? Uh, well. So that I thought I was gonna possibly book that, but. I think the fitting is today, so it's not happening. It's okay. More the summer. Summertime's coming. This is when the the commercial bookings happen. Maybe we'll see. I actually have no idea. I still don't understand. No, how the for me, works. for me, the the two commercials that I booked have both been in July. All right. So your magic month. We'll see. Um. What else? Uh, what else happened with you this week? Did you, did you do anything else crazy? It was Memorial Day. We went to a barbecue yesterday. Justin and I went to a barbecue uh, yesterday, and I took five drinks in an hour and twenty minutes. Actually, I'm not going to call it a barbecue. It was a party. <laughs> I was told that it was a barbecue. And well, said no, barbecue on the Facebook invite. Well, to right, be fair, right? To be fair, nothing, no, nothing knocking this party because I had a good time, but. If you tell me that it's a barbecue, I'm from Kansas City, and I expect meat <laughs> and food to be there. Mine and I brought salad and Fritos as, like, you know, accessories to the meal, like sides. There was no meat, buns. There was, like, one other bag of Fritos, but it was just all alcohol. And for me, that makes Jeremiah very unhappy because <laughs> yeah. there's nothing for me there. It was also funny because uh, the only soda that was there it was Sprite. Was <laughs> and then this is what happened. <laughs> I look at Maya. It was straight scene out of a movie. I look at Maya. I was like, oh, good. At least they have Sprite here. 
And then the person whose party is, she literally picks up the Sprite and she goes, is anybody drinking out of this Sprite? She's like, I'm about to drink out the bottle. She goes, and she like doesn't even give me time to, to jump in. And then she goes, ah, who cares? This is my house. She takes a <laughs> shot and then starts chugging the Sprite bottle. I'm like, now there's literally nothing here for me. There's nothing here. Oh, I wish I would have gotten that context. But I enjoyed all the company and the people there. Hey, that's good. Except, you know, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Except everybody. No, no it, was, I, it was a good time. Yeah, it was, uh, and it was with walking distance. We walked. You walked. Um, what else happened this week? Uh, guys, I am going to Boston tonight. Ooh, girl. <laughs> I'm nervous. Not nervous. I have a meeting with the booking agent that got rescheduled while I was an hour away from meeting with them last time. Oh, wow. So, you know. Wowza. This plane ticket, it's uh, 600 bucks round trip. 600 bucks round trip? Yeah, dude. Dude. And uh, my meeting again got rescheduled. It was at 3.30 tomorrow. Now it's at 11. I land at 7.30, so now there's no time for me to uh, take a shower. Oh, what? Uh... I mean, you'll be all right. Will I? I sweat on planes for yeah, some reason. Yeah, but the but the thing is, what's good now about your style of hair is it's shorter, so and it's it's curly, so it'll just look like um, you know, if you put like water in it or whatever, it'll just or if you put more gel, you'll be fine. I just feel dirty. Yeah, you'll feel dirty, but you won't look dirty. You know what I'm saying? I guess so. <laughs> My hair is pretty straight for the most part, and you can tell when it or it's super greasy. Yeah. It, it's like, well, I was like, yesterday, you wore a beanie when it was like 82 degrees oh, outside. Guys, so I walked outside, and I was like, all right, this is beanie weather. It was kind of overcast. <clears throat> Excuse me. And we start walking, and the sun pops out, and it heats up like crazy. And then I'm just that weird methed out guy in a beanie. Yeah, he wouldn't take his beanie off. He's just sweating in his beanie. Everyone's like, Okay. <laughs> Other people were wearing full-blown jackets, though. And I was like, hey, at least I'm wearing a T-shirt with my beanie. L.A. weather. L.A. weather. L.A. weather. I did this uh, this character on uh, the Walsh Brothers show. They had this, uh, it's called the Great and Secret Comedy Show. They did it in the, the belly room of the comedy store on Wednesday. And I did this character called the Sunset Sax. That was a lot of fun where at the beginning of the show, they're like, do you guys hear that? And I was outside playing saxophone, like kind of softly. They're like, legend goes, that there's a man called the Sunset Sax that you only hear his saxophone on the Sunset Strip, but nobody ever sees him. You could hear them through the doors saying that? Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, and then uh, later in the show, the, like the gag was I was getting closer and closer. So later in the show, I started playing in the back hallway of the belly room, and they go, "Do you guys hear that? <laughs> it's the sunset sax." <laughs> and they like keep this gag going, yeah. and then at the end of the show, I bust open through the door, playing in like this full all white suit oh, and sunglasses, playing my saxophone, and they're like, oh, "The legend lives!" And uh, they're like, "Follow him out the door downstairs to watch David Letterman." Because <laughs> it was David Letterman's goodbye. Yeah, and some people walked behind me, and it was dope. 
That's so funny. And why do you have an all white suit? Why doesn't everybody have one just in case? You don't ever know if you you know you're gonna go to your friend's quinceanera or (laughs) (laughs) quinceanera, or uh, you know your friend's Torah reading. You never know. You never. I don't. I don't know why in this scenario I'm just friends with a lot of young kids, but (laughs) 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 but I guess guys in white suits maybe that's a possibility. My uh, go ahead. My little sister. Her quinceañera's coming up. She's going to be 13. It's 13 for girls? No, it's 15. Yeah, that's what I She's going to be 13 in August, so two more years. But uh, my parents will refuse to give... Well, they never gave any of us the sex talk, so I'm like, should I get... I just feel like it'd be weird giving my little sister... like. But she's going into eighth grade, and I'm like, dude, eighth grade is when, at, in my middle school, people started having sex. It was like a couple kids. That's so weird to me. Yeah. And we are uh, Anthony Lopez hooked up with uh, Kenzie Eustace. Oh, man. I just dropped some names. He's eighth grade, though. I look back to a couple of girls in my middle school and high school. I'm just like, man, they were into me, and I did not even know. Ah, oh, that's the worst. That's the worst now. I go home, and people are like, I liked you in high school. I'm like, what? We could have done Oh, really? Stuff. They're that honest with you? Yeah. They're like, I used to have a crush uh, on are you. Are they married or have kids now? Yeah. Oh, uh, so yeah, so they feel comfortable like, telling you. They're like, I used to have a crush on you. I'm like, you still have a crush on me? I'm like, I'm married. I'm like, oh. Well, when you're divorced, come holla at daddy. <laughs> oh, my goodness. When you're divorced. <laughs> oh, yeah. Some of my, you know your friends are getting divorced yet? A lot of my friends are. They're going to the first wave. Wow. Dude, let's talk about David Letterman going away. Yeah. He said his his final show. I know, man. I actually, I always loved Letterman because he's like to me one of those guys that never tried to be funny. He just was funny. Yeah, he's very natural. He, uh, I mean, our good friend Willie Hunter, who has he he's has he done this podcast? I don't think he has. Oh, okay. He uh, Willie Hunter, uh, that's like one of his idols, and uh, I associate Letterman a lot with Willie just because uh, they're both like very good at hosting and they're just like kind of naturally funny guys. Yeah. And uh it was pretty cool to I watched most of it at the comedy store which is which is a dope place to watch it just because Letterman that's where he kind of honed his skills as a host before yeah. he he started hosting late night. Well, it's weird is that he's uh or not weird what's awesome is that he's able to appeal to the youth like the millennials and old school like out of all the um, like late night hosts, that's the only one my parents like. Cause they're just like you know Jimmy Kimmel's kind of like a pranky, and like Fallon's like total millennial, but uh, you know he's able to bridge the gap, which I always think is so hard to do. Yeah, like I can't appeal to old people. People over forty fucking hate me. Is that true? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that shows. I I think I've said this before where the 8 o'clock show is like usually 40s and up and then the 10 o'clock show is like, you know, 40 and down and I always do way better at the 10 o'clock show. Like, 8 o'clock show always like, it's like, meh, fuck this guy. So, I admire I salute you, David Letterman. I thought it was was cool. Uh, Some of the the goodbyes were, were very, very nice. Like, I loved Adam Sandler's, which that wasn't on the final show, but Adam Sandler sang a song about Letterman. A lot of people were getting like choked up and stuff, but Letterman really kept his composure 
like a hunt like a hundred percent. He like wasn't waving uh, at all. Yeah, like he was just a very much like he he even said to the point he goes, uh, "Save some for my funeral." <laughs> yeah, well, he's they said uh, I read a variety article. They said they're gonna he's gonna keep doing stuff. Like he's not gonna just go off into the sunset. Like he still he, wants to do entertainment. He, oh, but he just wants to retire from late night. Yeah. Interesting. But they're saying like Carson, that was the last time you ever saw him. But they're like, Letterman's been, he's going to take a summer, go home and relax, but he still wants to do stuff. Cause he's only well, yeah, he's so fairly young as yeah, far as early 60s. Dude, that's younger than my dad. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh. I thought I thought it was it was pretty cool. The his the, his last top ten with the the celebrities, I like that a lot. Peyton Manning made me laugh a lot. But Jim Carrey, oh my goodness, he killed it the hardest for me. It was his the top ten list, if you haven't seen it, was uh top ten things that celebrities have always wanted to say to Dave but never have. Jim Carrey goes, Dave, I've Always found you as bit of an overactor, <laughs> yeah. and then he just messes up his hair, goes cross-eyed, and just like is like, <laughs> like does this crazy physicality that was just so freaking good. It just oh, I was like, man, I, man, I love seeing Jim Carrey do that. He's so good at it. But yeah, now I think now the torch is passed to Colbert. What do you think? I think he'll be good. I think he'll be really good. You know good. what else is good? Like, I was nervous about John Oliver getting his own show, and his show is just as good to me as Colbert's was. Really? It's different. It's different, it, but, but it's, just as it, good? It's so funny. I've been hearing good things about it. Yeah. No, it's it's great. And I've been listening to his podcast. I'll plug it for him. The Bugle. It's really funny. Nice. So. I did... Uh, the show at the Improv on Saturday. Uh, I host for Eric Griffin, and then I I stayed. Uh, it was like the rollover midnight show, and I played saxophone to introduce people on stage with uh, Avery Pearson on the keys and Josh Adam Myers hosted. And it was so fun, uh, and I am hoping that I will do it some more. But uh, it was a good time. This is like like. Uh, Josh was like singing and riffing with the the crowd while we were like backing him up, and uh, felt like a late night band. It was pretty cool. You know what I like about the improv is that no open micers hang out there, where it's all just like legit comics or like almost For the legit most part, comics. Yeah, for the most part, there's no one just like at the bar. How do I get into comedy? You're like, oh Jesus, I don't have time to talk to you no, about this. And the factory shuns them, so <laughs> the comedy store is really the only place where you can. The factory, you're not even allowed to walk in. Yeah, right. Dude, I've I've seen the owner there turn down some of the regulars. He's like, no, you cannot. Nobody, you can't come in. It's like he, what? He's, <laughs> he's like he's like you come in, you you take money out of my pocket. <laughs> because he says by them going upstairs, like, oh, this is on, like, the sold-out nights, which yeah. is fine, I get. But to turn down regulars, man, you got to have some balls, man. Frick, I've seen it. My mouth just dropped. It's like, I get why I can't go in. I'm not a regular here. And I don't even know if you like me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. 
He's a uh, dude. Jamie Masada is interesting dude. Although he did give me one of the best uh, pieces of stand up advice I've ever gotten. What was that? It was like when I was first starting out doing the open mic there. He's like, don't ever do a class. That's for fucking. He's like, anyone that takes a class is an idiot. He's like, all they can teach you is how to hold the mic away from your face. And yeah. I was like, all right, yeah, that's. I didn't realize how true that was till like later, but I was like glad I never took a class. Yeah. I know people that take stand up classes from comics I have never heard of, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's real legit. Was this a one on one note or? Yeah. He w- yeah. Cause what else? What did ba- he say about your comedy? Uh, he said, you, he, I was very vague. He's like, you're you're good. You just gotta uh, slow down, which I think I did need to do. Uh, and then he's just like, just keep writing material, and that's it. And he said I was funny. And then I never, I didn't talk to him for like a year after that. <laughs> it's, nice. It's so weird. I couldn't, yeah. You never know if he likes you. Dude, I did improv on Sunday night <laughs> with <laughs> Sam Tripoli, Peter Banachowski, Lauren Farmer, Bronson Jones, and Tim, I, for, I forget his last name because I just met him, but. Sounds like a bunch of uh, stand-up comics. It was almost all stand-up comics doing improv. And it was, from an improv point of view, one of the worst shows (laughs) ever. From an improv point of view. But there were some guys who were getting, basically, who were getting a ton of laughs for the worst behavior. (laughs) Um, I was joking with Sam last night. I was like, you managed, within a 12-minute set... To talk about masturbation, you did a character with scoliosis, and you dropped the N word all in under twelve minutes. And he's like, he's like, hey man, in my defense, we were going off of what Benji Afalalo <laughs> was uh, his stand up like that. We had to improv off of the stand up, and I was like, all right, true, true. And Benji Afalalo has done this podcast, so go back in our feed and, and listen to Benji's and. Uh, yeah, he's got a great story about uh, Dave Chappelle and Pauly Shore. <laughs> well, I'm sorry you had to go through that. The question is, is will you do it again? I'll do it again. Will you have a no no N-word rule? <laughs> well, yeah. Like, just don't do that. What? And then I'm stuck in the scene <laughs> with a racist? That's not fun for anybody. It's the only time in recent memory where I got just nervous on stage when that happened to us the last oh time. Oh, my goodness. I started sweating. I was like, I want to get off yeah, stage. Yeah, but she said the N-word like eight times. And then Ian Edwards <laughs> was like, I did not expect that little girl to say the N-word that many times. Oh, that was so bad. Oh, man. Well, you get through it. You get through it. For That's what? For why? I don't know. We had some rough shows in our time, guys. <laughs> But it's just making us stronger. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Justin, what do you got going on this week? But uh Well, not a lot. I'm in Boston. I had to cancel four shows. Agree. So I know. So not a lot. I'll be back this weekend. Uh and I'm Saturday thinking about flappers. So go to that. Alright. So I told myself I'd stop going, but you know, when you've got no shows on Saturday and Flappers comes calling, what are you gonna do? Wow. Well, guys, Thursday through Sunday, I will be in Brea with Eric Griffin. He's headlining, and my, my 
my good friend Dean Del Rey will be featuring. So that'll be a really fun weekend. So come out Thursday through Sunday, the Embraer, and then, uh, well, you know, we got the Valley Menu Show on Wednesday, uh, tomorrow night. And then on Monday, May 31st, just found out that, or sorry, uh, Monday, June 1st, I will be hosting at the Comedy Store. So come hang out, and we will have a great time. Guys, thanks so much for listening. Check out JeremiahWatkins.tv and JustinAlexio.com. At JustinAlexio on Twitter. At JeremiahStandup on Twitter. And Instagram. And Instagram. And uh, Justin and I will make a uh, Spider-Man The College Years uh, Part 2 very soon. Oh, oh, oh. Thanks for listening. It's going to have some titties. Oh, my God.